Hello and welcome to this week 13 edition of the Boomer Bust Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Reed, with his two co-hosts. We'll start out with uh, Kyle. How are you doing today, Kyle? Oh, pretty good, you know. Just getting some alky in me. We're going to do these picks and do them upright. Yeah, got, got the alky flowing. We're going to go to uh, the Rage Machine himself, Mr. Drew. How are you doing today, Drew? Oh, I could be better, but we got the alky flowing, so mm-hmm. we're doing it. I mean, yeah. Could be better. You could have a PC sitting in your home right now, but you know, your UPS man decided to leave it on his truck and tell you to fuck off. So there's that. Not yep. not only doesn't he have his PC, but he doesn't have his laptop either. So he's on his fucking iPad. <laughs> I mean, that's just grade A production right there. We're struck out here. But uh, a little bit of a interesting week, week twelve. I mean, obviously we had the three Thursday football games for Thanksgiving. Uh, we had just some crazy games all together on Sunday, too. I mean, you had Cincinnati absolutely bend over the Steelers. You had Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield play hot potato on Monday Night Football. Or uh, Sunday Night Football, pardon me. And then Russell Wilson just not looking like Russell Wilson against the football team. So it's a little bit of an interesting week in Week 12. Um, but we've got to look forward here to in Week 13, and I'm excited to see what uh what the weeks hold for us and it, it normally at this point we're talking about you know end of the season this this point is like playoffs last season or it feels like or close to it and we still have what five weeks left in the nfl or six counting this week i guess technically so there's a lot of football left to be played um so let's go ahead and uh get into our boomer bust weekly parlay i know last week our parlay didn't do so hot we've been on a bit of a cold streak since we hit a couple weeks or what probably about a month ago now it feels like we hit one last week did we i missed it the bills game we hit that one i hit the bills parlay so there's that so i mean not not totally cold and this week uh, it's not a huge payout if you win on this bet i mean it's a plus 378 odds on this three-leg parlay but I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll start off. I'm going to take the over on Dalton Schultz receiving yards at 42 and a half. Uh, he, he kind of feels like he's, again, starting to be a top target in that offense after kind of going away a little bit. And I know CD was out uh, on Thursday. This week, though, or they missed Amari, too, on last Thursday. Uh, but Cedric Wilson's out of the lineup this coming week. It looks like Amari Cooper should be back, but I just I, I feel like if you're not going to take the over on receiving yards for Schultz, you could take an anytime score because it feels like he's their red zone threat, especially with a banged up Zeke. It just feels like one of those two is bound to hit. So, um, Kyle, want to get your opinion on that at all? Yeah, no, I like it. Um, like you said, uh, Cooper probably, he's probably back, but he, is he going to be a hundred percent? We don't know. Cedric Wilson's out, but CD lamb and Cooper should be back this week, but right. I like it though. Drew. I mean, yeah, even with the other people coming back, he's hit that mark that he's at right now for the FanDuel bet the last two weeks, so I don't see why mm-hmm. he couldn't keep the consistency this week. So I like it. Yeah, fair enough. And then I'll let Drew go ahead and hit his leg of the parlay real quick. Okay, so my leg of the parlay is going to be Dak for over 280 and a half passing yards. I just think, you know, it's if they want to – keep it going they're gonna have to get it together in their passing game and with people coming back this week i just think they're gonna connect and get it going so i think that could really pop off this week yeah i think if you want as a cowboys fan and 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 you know the organization if you want to get going it depends on your passing game you not like i said you do now have a banged up zeke who going into the week was questionable they talked about even sitting him to get him some rest, to get his knee back to 100% health at one point. So uh, the, it's going to rely on Dak at this point. And they have all of the rep weapons in the world between Schultz, CD, Gallup, and a Cooper. And that's not including, you know, Tony Pollard got some got a, actually a good amount of work on Thanksgiving, and he has been throughout the season. So uh, I agree it's going to be a passing situation. Kyle, and then go ahead with your leg as well. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Tony Pollard receiving yards over 16 and a half. This just seems absolutely stupid low for him. Even when Zeke's in the game, getting his full workload that he gets, he's hit this mark last, I think, four or five weeks. So it just seems like an easy win for us. 
because and Zeke might not play this week. He's still questionable. Um, so if he even gets a Zeke's reps, you know, easily get that. Right. Uh, for everything I've seen, it looks like they were trending towards Zeke playing, but I mean, we've seen game time decisions go both ways, so we really can't judge that. But I mean, la- the past month, uh, Pollard's had thir- or twenty plus receiving yards in all of those games, and then. Um, he had a game with one receiving yard and then two games before that. So, I mean, what, six out of the last seven games he's had over 20 yards. So that, that that's an easy hit. I like that, Drew. Yeah, I mean, I like it. The only thing that scares me is that the Saints are, fantasy-wise, are pretty good against running backs. But, you know, he's been hitting it. So I don't see why he wouldn't be able to this week. So it's a little bit scary just because of the fact of the matchup, but it should be fine. Yeah, and Pollard's a little – he's shifty, kind of elusive, and you, re- you really don't get that by looking at him because he's not like he- – he's built a little bit, but he's not built like Zeke per se. But he-, he has a way of breaking tackles and being able to avoid uh, wannabe tacklers. So He's uh, very shifty. He-, he could make a, you know make something out of nothing, so I don't mind that whatsoever. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our start sits for Week 13. Uh, obviously, I, I think we – I think we should all agree on this one. I mean, obviously Thursday, Thanksgiving, we saw DeAndre Swift, who'd been just a beast, go down with an injury. I want to say with an AC joint or something in his shoulder. Uh, he's going to be out for at least a couple weeks. I don't know if he got placed on IR or not. But Jamal Williams looks like he's going to be the starter in Detroit. Do we trust him enough to start him this week? RB2 situation, flex situation. Let's start with Drew. Yeah, I mean, he's got a good matchup this week against the, against the Vikings. The Vikings haven't had a really good rush defense, so I think you could definitely start him as an RB2 this week. All right, Kyle? Yeah, he's a de- he's like a must-start this week. He's, he should have been a very high waiver priority if he wasn't already on a team. So, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely start. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Because even if he doesn't get a ton of run game utilization and, and you know a ton of yards on the ground, he's going to get those passes and he's going to get a ton of catches. So you know with check down Jared Goff, it's it's going to be a, I think a must start for Jamal Williams in any league. It doesn't matter, you know where where you sit in the standings, whatever. And I think the floor is really high for him because we saw how Swift was used. So he's going to get that same role. This one's a little intriguing to me. And to start the season, a little bit of a slow start. Then he just had a few monster games, and then he's come back down to earth. And over the past three weeks, he has yet to crack 10 points. DK Metcalf going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle, are you starting DK this week? And he is questionable with a foot injury, mind you. So if he does play... um... Like it's like one of those situations you just you you kind of have to start him because of the draft capital you used on him. Like I know he hasn't been getting like the great targets or anything like that, but he when he does get targets, he usually tries to make the best of them. Because I don't know if you watched the game the other night, but there was multiple times where he was wide open and Russ just didn't see him or just like said "fuck you" and I'm not passing it to you. It seemed like he wanted to pass to Gerald Everett more than. DK, which is sad, but I feel like you just got to start him and just hope for the best. You know, uh, speaking of Everett, I mean, he alone, his production has gone up drastically since the beginning of the season. I think ever since he got COVID, really, because he went on the COVID list there for a little bit. Uh-huh. But, you know, 14 points last week, six points the week before, 14, and he's having four to nine targets each game. So, I don't know, I guess Everett's the guy to go with. And I think as I want to say it was Jeff Manns maybe on on uh, SiriusXM's Fantasy Football Channel said uh, it's not DK Metcalf anymore it's decoy Metcalf because he's getting all this coverage attention and not getting the ball he played ninety four percent of the snaps this last week and had one catch for thirteen yards on four targets so that's that's a little rough and maybe that maybe that's credit to how Washington played their secondary is a little bit better than I think they get credit for but I don't think they're that good so Drew. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough with the draft capital that you drafted him at. You feel like you have to start him every week. But, I mean, that's three games, five, seven, and two points. Mm-hmm. That just – it just doesn't cut it. I don't know. I I mean, Andy's questionable. I feel like if you have, a, like, a sleeper 
that you could maybe put in, like maybe like a Brandon Ayuk this week, I think you can start him over DK Metcalf. But, you know, if you don't have many options, you have to throw him in, I guess, because Absolutely. you don't really have choice. Yeah, but then it's going to be like that week that you don't start him and he pops mm-hmm. off for a 30 piece. So, like, I mean, you just got to roll. You got to live with that decision. You know what I mean? It's tough. Yeah. I almost feel like now it's kind of like a Kendrick Bourne situation in New England where Bourne will be good for a week or two and then he'll be, you know, five, six points, nine points maybe. And then he'll pop off like last week for like 30 points or whatever it was, 25 points. So it's like it's hit or miss. And Lockett and Everett feel like the number one targets in that offense uh, as of now. Um, the Seahawks did sign Adrian Peterson today. I think they're tired of the Alex Collins situation there. It's not what they want. I think this could, you know, if Rashad Penny could manage to stay healthy, this is his team to lose, but he just can't stay on the field. So let's go next with Chase Claypool, the Pittsburgh Steelers against Baltimore. Tough matchup against the Ravens. I know they're without, you know, Marcus Peters, who's arguably their, you know, right there is their, their number one DB with, uh, uh, who's it? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other. Uh, Marlon Humphrey. There we go. I'll figure it out eventually. Uh, but it's the Ravens, and it's a it's an inner division matchup. He's projected at 13 points. Ben just doesn't. I don't know. I feel like you're if you're starting Claypool, you're relying on him to catch a screen and get a few yards because Ben's just not airing the ball out like he used to. He's not getting the ball deep downfield to his receivers like he used to, and he's relying on these little dink and dunk screens like Tom Brady's lived on in his his career up until the Tampa Bay years. And it's just not working out his way. So I'm a little nervous to start Claypool personally. I think kind of like DK, you drafted him fairly highly, thinking that he's going to have a big year going into his sophomore season. But realistically, quarterback plays held him back. Um, I, I don't know if you can start him. It's a tough matchup. But, I mean, I think you kind of have to just like DK. So I'm leaning towards like a flex, but I don't think you can start him in one of your top two wide receiver positions, Kyle. No, I agree. Like, Definite flex, probably, depending on – because there is some bye weeks this week you kind of have to watch out for. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, you kind of drafted the dude higher, expecting him to do great, but he's in that sophomore slump sort of. So, I mean, you just kind of have to roll with it with the possible upside. Yep, Drew? Yeah, I mean, it's tough in the fantasy football community because, you know, everybody saw that glimpse out of him last year. and With that, it just – Rose's ADP because everybody was talking about that glimpse he was showing absolutely, and being held back by Ben. So, you know, it's tough. He could pop off or he could do nothing. It just depends on how Ben's feeling that day. And, you know, it's going to be against the Ravens. It's going to be a rivalry game. Could he do really well? Sure. But, you know, is Ben going to get it there? We have no clue. Absolutely. So I would say at best probably a flex this week. All right, let's go Javante Williams. He's projected at a measly 8.2 points. Uh, going against Kansas City this week. Drew, start said Javante. I mean, I love Javante. He's he's so aggressive with the way that he runs, and they really need to just turn it over to him. I don't understand why in the world they're just not letting Melvin go. I understand that he was elite. And, but he's he's getting older. That's just the facts. At some point, they're going to have to turn it over. And against the Chiefs, I mean, I think you can start him. Last week, he got 14 attempts, which for Javante, on any given week, that could mean big numbers. So, yeah, I think you can start him. I think he's a must-start. Uh, first off, you're going against Kansas City. You know that's going to be like a slugfest kind of game. You're going to be down potentially unless your defense steps up. And Javante's a really good pass catcher. And on top of that, you now have Melvin Gordon going into this week who's injured with that hip injury from a week ago and who didn't practice today. Uh, as we're recording this, he didn't practice at least. So I think Javante's a must start. And I think that, like Drew said, the reins need to be handed over to him as you're starting running back. And if they are, he's going to win somebody a championship uh, solely based on the remaining games of his schedule. I mean, he's got KC this week, Detroit, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, Chargers, and KC again. I mean, those are all 
soft run defenses for the most part. And like I said, he has potential to get out there and catch a few balls and and, and score for you. So I, I think Javante is a must-start this week, and I think he just needs to take over like Drew said. So, Kyle? No, 100%. Yeah, the fact that he's only projected 8.3.2 or whatever it was, it's just absolutely stupid. Uh, yeah, he needs to be number one. He They need to get him more touches everywhere. Receiving game, rush game, everything. So, yeah, definitely start. Absolutely. Uh, let's go with Josh Jacobs against the Las Vegas Raiders, projected at 13.87 this week. The football team's been decent against the run. Uh, I mean, they held – I mean, Seattle hasn't been great in the run, but they held Seattle to, you know, not a very high number this past week. And their defense has kind of come around lately, even without the likes of Chase Young in that, that lineup. So are we trusting Josh Jacobs to have a big week, or uh, are we going we gonna to sit him, Kyle? Um, I – I just have a feeling that they're going to be down in this game for some reason. I feel like they're going to have to rely more on the pass game. But I don't say he's... He's in the passing game, too. He's yeah, getting a little brutal. bit of... Ever since Gruden left, he's been getting some pass work. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not like Drake's getting all of it. So, yeah, you, you definitely could start him. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Whether or not he blows up over his projection... Who knows? But, yeah, he'll easily probably get his projection at 13. So, I'd say start. All right. Uh, Drew, then. Yeah, last week shows how they should really use Josh Jacobs. I mean, he got 22 rush attempts, four targets. But the past two weeks before that, he got seven and five. I think he's a must-start this week. Dallas was really good against running backs, and Washington isn't as good against running backs. So, I think he's definitely a high-end running back, too, this week. Absolutely, I like that. I think, I definitely think he hits projection. Like I said, I don't know about going over projection by any means. But I think, you know, 13, 14 points, that's a solid week for Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's not going to be an RB1, kind of like he was, it feels like, well, his rookie year felt like he was RB1 for about half the season. I don't know if he's going to return to that form or not, but, uh, yeah, I could see it. I think it's a start. Let's go Matt Breida. Didn't think that question would come up anytime soon, but Buffalo Breida. Buffalo Bills, Matt Breida going up against the Patriots uh, in Buffalo. Weather could be a factor potentially. I mean, it's Buffalo to begin with. We're starting to get cold and and snowy. Uh, well, he scored in what two games or three games in a row? They said. Yep. I don't know how much you can trust him because eventually you're going to have. Zach Moss vulturing those touchdowns. You're going to have Josh Allen vulturing touchdowns with his legs. You're going to get a, uh, a Dawson Knox TD, Stephon Diggs in the back of the end zone, whatever. I just don't know how much you can trust him. And if, if you didn't start him last week, then I think I, I think you're on the verge of missing out already. I think he's a sit this week. And you're going up against the Pats, who's a tough defense. It's an interdivision game, just like the, Steve, uh, the Steelers and, and uh, Ravens was. So uh, I think I'm personally going to go sit. Drew? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so tough. I mean, coming into the year, we thought Matt Verita, you know, he probably had a chance because he's shown flat in the past, but he just didn't get the work. And then week 10 against the Jets, he scores 18. It's like, oh, should we, pay, should we be paying attention to this guy? And he's been getting okay amount of work since but at any point they could just bring zach moss or devin singletary in and just ruin all of that so it's tough i don't think you can start him but if he does well this week maybe he's a flex option in the future but i i just don't think you can trust him to start him this week yeah i mean i feel like he's just like a huge tease because you look at it i mean his workload like drew said it's been eh like the week that he scored 18 against the Jets, he had three rush attempts and three targets, and he had two tutties. Like, what are the odds that he's going to do that every week? So, and the matchups are terrible. I mean, he's got New England, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and then New England again. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really wanted to, like, kind of snag him now, stash him on your bench for week 17 and 18 if your playoffs go that far, they do play Atlanta and the Jets again. But who knows? I mean, they might just incorporate Zach Moss then. Again, like, it's just going to be the hot hand. So, it's a sit for right now. I agree. I mean, maybe 
I mean, this is of all leagues. This is your last week to trade. Maybe you know there's a desperate person that had, say or not Saquon, uh, CMC, and they're in like desperation mode for a running back. Maybe you sell high on it. Maybe or maybe you know, uh, it's a a Dalvin Cook owner and they can't get Madison or whoever. So uh, yeah, yeah. As, long, I, I, as long as your trade deadline didn't already end. Right, and then it looks like I feel like a lot of these are this week or next, more or less. So, let's go one more before we get into our boom and bust segment. And this one, this one's interesting because this guy was a first round pick uh, two years ago, drafted over the likes of Justin Jefferson, over Chase Claypool, people like that. That's Jalen Rager. Uh, I feel. He still probably shouldn't be rostered in most leagues. I mean, if you're a super, super deep, like 14-teamer, and you have a super long bench, like a 20-team you know, ro- or a 20-player roster, pardon me, maybe, and you can stash him. I mean, he got seven targets a week ago. He still sees upwards of 60 to 70% of the plays on the field as far as snap share goes. <clears throat> Jalen Rager, do we trust him, Kyle? No, I mean... How how could you trust him? I mean, he's like you said, he is getting some of the work. Um, I mean, like he's getting good snap share, but he's basically kind of just like their release safety release valve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just like you can't you can't start him. Yeah, I agree. I even with seven targets a week ago, he only had two catches. Yeah, and the issue was, I mean, I think it was the last play of the game. He had the ball in his hands and the path, you know, dropped it basically to end the game. As you know, after that big, re- I don't know if you guys watched any of that game or listened to it in New York, in Philly, but uh, they had a big return on a kickoff. Philly did with like twenty seconds left in the game. They got three shots at the end zone basically, and Rager dropped one of them. I mean, that's on you at that point. Your first round pick, and you're not looking like it. So, uh, not maybe not. You're definitely not a fantasy first round pick, but. NFL draft first round pick and you're you're sucking it up so true yeah I mean he single-handedly lost that game for him he's pretty much a big old turd he scored six points week one but after that he hasn't scored over 10 since he's just I mean it's it's not good he's just not very good and they're gonna have to let it go after this season because he is just not showing up you can't start him no I mean if they wanted this kind of production out of a Wide receiver two, they may as well have kept Nelson Aguilar. And mm-hmm. Fulgham, I can't believe they waved Travis Fulgham. That was crazy to me. Right, and and the, and the, even with that, I mean, Quez Watkins, who was a preseason superstar, why isn't he getting more reps then? I mean, he's he's a gadget play guy, but he has the ability to catch the ball and make plays, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand. So let's go ahead and move on from that. Uh, Kyle said that he would like to discuss our underdog draft before we get into our booms and busts. So let's go ahead with that then. All right. I don't know if we covered this in the last week or two, but um, we'll go with it. Uh, so bringing up the rear end is Marsh DJ. <laughs> Steve giving him the one finger salute there. Um, so you are at 1701. Steve, you are barely ahead of him at 1707. Look at you. And then I'm kind of pulling away at 18.07. So we out here. Um, have, if you look at our uh, rosters, they're all pretty much all injured, just out because of personal reasons they don't want to play <laughs> or COVID. So. Yeah. You know, it's tough. None of us drafted Jonathan Taylor in this league either, by the way. I mentioned in a text, no one drafted the number one running back in football in this league. That's sad. That's real sad. But I think that just goes to show how, and it, it wasn't even just us that were like, that, that were down on him going into the year. I mean, you listen to any big time fantasy show, there's a lot of people that were down on him, and his ADP shouldn't have been first round, they were saying. Yep. And I mean, signed Naheem Hines and acted like they were going to show him off this year. So, you know, you can't, bl- you can't blame us for thinking that. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, heck, there was talks coming out of camp that they were saying Marlon Mack was showing good life. Like, what was going exactly. on there? But, you know, Taylor's put all of that behind. We got, you know, two, two TD JT out here looking like a beast in the, in the regular season for us. So, 
let's go ahead uh recap our week 12 booms and busts all right so week 12 booms and busts steve you had a very predominant week decent uh, i wouldn't say predominant i'd say decent i mean compared to the rest of us <laughs> fair enough all right so you went with your booms you were with Dontrell hilliard antonio gibson and Kadarius tony and kt just kind of fucked you on that you went out of straight cool. flush that's cool but your busts were jacoby myers baker mayfield and ty johnson so through the week you had a total of 15 and you're up to 35 you are currently the leader i told y'all that it wasn't a ty johnson week and you don't give me shit i just want you to know i told you it was a tevin coleman week hey i didn't start him in a league so neither did i but you, you said it was it wasn't you know, Ty Johnson at ten was just right, and you know, I remember Drew giving me major shit for it. Oh yeah, Drew. Drew's a hater. So much shit. Sorry. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so Drew, uh, you had booms were Cam Newton, Trevor Lawrence, Robbie Anderson. Yes. Which did island great. Island boy. <laughs> He's an island boy. <laughs> Your butt. What? Crap. I wasn't. I wanted to be known. I wasn't the only person who was high on Cam Newton. Everybody thought Cam Newton was going to pop off this week, and he just completely lost it. I don't know what happened, but, you know, it it, it just didn't work out. I agree. I, I had him as a boom, as an honorable mention for my boom, so don't worry. I want to go on the record here and say I did not think Cam Newton was going to do that. Like, I didn't think he was going to do good at all. Like roll, I'm surprised. Roll back, the tape. roll back the tape for last week. Roll back episode. the tape. <laughs> all right. So, Bus, you had Sterling Shepard, Tony Pollard, and Jerry Judy. Ooh, that feels bad. <laughs> Tony Pollard, yeah. boy. Ooh. I should give you, like, negative, negative for that. So, yeah. Judy and Sterling Shepard, didn't I? I mean, Sterling Shepard also didn't play, so that was an easy fucking bust right there, buddy. Yeah, like, way to fucking be, Drew. Well, all right. So you actually had zero on the week. You scratched even, luckily. Lucky, lucky right. bastard. You have twenty-five still. Um, last week was a rough week for me. I had, <laughs> for my booms, I had Darnell Mooney, Devonta Smith, and Dawson Knox. Um, bust, I had Gaskin, Matt Ryan, and Carson Wentz. So I finished the week out at a negative five, and now I'm down to fifteen. So. Current standings right now is Steve at 35, Drew's at 25, and I'm at 15. Our fan picks last week. Not so bad. Were, yeah, well, I mean, they scratched. So, I mean, he had Friar Muth and MVM. Friar Muth to pop off. Okay. He got that lucky-ass tutty there. Who would have thought? So, yeah. So, it, uh, while we're here, and we can discuss this openly as opposed to through text where I just get shit on for saying stuff anyways. Um, what are our thoughts on going forward if we pick a boom and or a bust that ends up being a scratch for some reason, whether it be injury or personal concerns, that we just put it as a scratch in the thing, you know, no points awarded or taken away for them? I mean, that's fine with me. I feel like it's a little more fair in the long run. I mean, that I agree because that's basically the sole point of where Drew gets all his points from. So, I mean, that helps us in a way. Well, it's not even that. Yeah. I mean, when we record this, it's on Wednesday, so there's still two days yeah. worth of practice, and something could pop up between now and final walkthroughs even. So, you know, just a thought that maybe if someone were to get hurt, or even like a pregame injury, whatever. Or, or if someone were to get hurt, you could just send me like an honorable mention, and I can just plug it in. Whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of tough because it seems like Steve's kind of butt hurt that I could probably beat him. I don't, you know, how would I have known that Sterling was going to be out? He looked like he was trending toward playing. You know, I, I can't help that. It's not even that. He was on the IR for two weeks. It's not even that. It's just, you know, because I, I, I've been I've been at fault for picking busts earlier when I picked Julio when he missed a game. So, you know, I can kind of credit the same thing. Yeah, and like every time for a while there, it was like five weeks in a row, you just picked Derrick Henry. Well, like when you've was... projected 20 points and Derrick Henry scoring 30 a week, what do you want me to do? Get your picks I... in earlier, boys. God, it's just... What I mean, it? there's no rule on picking the same player every God, week. amateurs here, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all talking shit here, but we all got to remember that Steve was down to, like, negative fucking... 25 <laughs> like, at one point, I'm pretty sure. 15 at worst. 
actually. I don't think I ever got 25, but 15 at least. Steve, you're down to negative 10 was your word. I, got to 50. I got up to 50 and then back down, back down to 25 in like a week and a half. Yep, that's a true statement. So, with that, let's go ahead and get into our booms and busts for week 13. Where do we want to start this week? We're going to start last place? We're going to start in the middle? Uh, let's start with Drew because he's a little he's a piece of shit. So. Right. Boom number one from Drew then. All right, so my first boom for this week is going to be a Mr. Young... Kendrick Bourne. Oh, my fuck. He's projected for 6.3 points, and he's playing the Bills. I mean, I don't know why they're still projecting him so low. He's getting the tutties. At 6.3 points, I can easily see him popping off if the uh, Patriots actually make a bid for winning this game. So He sure could pop off, but he could also put up nine ten points you know right around projection and it feels like after every big game he has one or two down games and he yep. just had his big game against tennessee so as as far as if the trends follow the way they've gone throughout the season this is going to be a down game although the bills will be without tredavious white who tore his acl last week number one db on their roster levi wallace gonna have to step up i don't know who's behind levi wallace but, uh, you know, it very well could happen. So, I, I, I'm on the fence here. It could go either way. I could see, you know, he only needs 11 points to boom. That's not much. That's, you know, five catches and 30 yards or whatever. Or, I don't know, math. I'm trying to figure it out in my head. That was way too low. That was way too low. But either way, no, I, I, I could see it, but I, I could – it's it's right there, though. Kyle? Uh, I don't think – I think Drew picked – Kendrick Bourne just because his projection is so low not for the simple fact that he could boom but like he knows for a fact all he needs is like one catch and three yards so it doesn't fucking give him a negative five Five what was that he needs five catches and 30 yards you get it right 30 yards no like what I'm saying is if he gets one catch and three yards he gets 1.3 so that's a zero technically instead of a negative five yeah that's why you picked it no, I didn't. I just think he's gonna pop uh, off. This no, you didn't. Drew's just a hater, obviously. Yeah, it's gonna be a Jacoby Myers week. He's gonna score a second tutty of his career. Oh, career! We're waiting for it. Yeah, we're gonna we gonna wait just as long for the second touchdown as we did the first one. It's gonna be a long, long time coming. Yep. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna cut in front of Kyle here. My first boom. And I've talked major shit on this guy. I talk, I caught him a one-catch wonder. I'm going to go OBJ. And we kind of saw a flash of old OBJ last week. He played 90, 98% of the snap share. Uh, five catches on 10 targets for 81 and a touchdown. And he's projected at... Uh, now it's at 13.72 points. So, you know, you're talking about 18, 19 points out of a team that is without, you know, Bobby Trees, who's their second, you know, their wide receiver two, he's getting those targets now, and it's Jacksonville. I mean, it's the Jaguars. So this could be a game where Matt Stafford and the, and the team bounce back. He was limited in practice today uh, with a hip injury, but um, I'm, I'm confident he'll play. Kyle? I mean, the fact that you talk shit on this dude – Almost as much as Patrick Mahomes' brother and wife that you're taking him as a boom just blows my mind. Because it's Brittany, bitch, and you know he's going to he's gonna be a turd. I like, I like how they just automatically plug OBJ's projections in for Robert Woods. Like, I, <laughs> like is he the next Robert Woods in this team? I don't know. I don't know. True. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to guarantee – that he doesn't boom this week. I mean, the whole the whole game, the whole game, he was clutching his back. He was hurt the whole game. Yeah, from carrying the fucking team. Sure, he might. Sure, he might get on the field and play some, but I can't. I cannot see him booming against Jacksonville, where they're going to be in a rushing situation, anyways. Especially when he's hurt. So I think they, if they do get ahead. They're probably gonna save him a little bit. So, 
So I'm telling saying, you right. I'm telling you right now, as a friend, that if he pops off, you will not fucking hear the end of it from Steve. He's not gonna. So you're saying he's gonna bust or just be right around projections? I'm I'm not confident in saying he's a bust because. Well, come on, put your money where your mouth is. Come on. Can't I? Can't, I can't. I can't. It just is the way it looks with his lingering injury on his back, and apparently has a hip injury now. And it looks like it's going to be a more rushing game if they get ahead, which they should get ahead. I can't see him booming. Should get ahead, but Buffalo also only scored six points against them. Yeah, that's true. Or whatever true. it was. So, Kyle? Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I guess you're, I already gave you a opinion, but uh, you're booming. Yeah. All right, my boom for the week is going to be so I guess this kind of goes with your rule about if they're going to play or not, but uh, I'm going to go with D Hop. He's only at 15.19. Um, I feel like if him and Kyler Murray play this week, it's just going to kind of be like a get back on track kind of game this week. I mean, they have a pretty good matchup against Chicago. I mean, I hate to say that because we got a Bears fan here, but that defense is looking pretty, pretty shit-tastic, if I do say so myself. So what do you guys think? Uh, go ahead, Drew. You know, I don't know. We just can't trust – we can't trust him this year. He hasn't played in how long? He hasn't played since week eight. eight. It's we all thought he had one more year left in him, and it's not it's not going for him. Sure, he had some good games when he was playing, but that he's injured, it's just not it's not working for him. And clearly, it should be a more rushing game for them against the Bears. So he's even questionable. So I don't think. I don't think he can boom this week. There's no way. Um, do you know if Fields is starting this week, or do they still have Dalton listed as a starter? I mean, they have it projected as Fields starting. So. Yeah, that's projected right now. So that alone makes me think that it could be a shootout-type game because Fields has that potential. I mean, even even the way Andy Dalton's played a little bit. Um, I, I could see D-Hop going for around 20. I mean, that that's easy numbers for him. Uh, even when he was healthy, I mean, outside of, what, two weeks, he was at projection or basically a boom, it seems like. So, I guess not in, almost a boom. I guess he was projected higher than I thought. But he was sitting around the 20-point mark for a decent portion of the season, 15 to 20. Yeah, but where where, where you drafted him, you, you drafted him as a top-five wide receiver. He's, yeah, he's, but I don't care about draft right now. I'm talking about this week. I get it, but it's not a good matchup either, man. Wait, it's against freaking Chicago. What do you yeah. mean? Oh. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I just don't see it. Uh, Drew's just a hater. I mean, plain and simple. Whatever. All right, All right I'll go into my first bus of the week. Absolutely. And I'm going to get shit on by Drew again here, so let's, let's go for it here. Go I'm going to go with a young Mr. Josh Allen. He's projected at 23.36 points, and they're playing New England. So, I mean, New England is very good against quarterbacks. Um, they just limit the pass game, and they make you pretty much run the ball. So, well, if Josh Allen can get it done on his legs, if he can't, then there's no way he booms. Yeah, I mean, right now he's, you know, number one QB in leagues um, points-wise. He very well could be held to, you know, 17, 18 points, which at that point's a bust. I mean, Jacksonville hold, held him to 10, so. Right. And New England's just a tough game. And, and the, the Pats have been on one lately. Like, they've mm-hmm. been a, a damn good team. Their, their defense seems relatively healthy. I haven't seen many injury reports from New England personally, but I haven't. I don't feel like I've heard a lot of injury news coming out of New England. So I feel like. It very well could be a bust. And, I mean, 17 points is still a respectable week for, for a quarterback in most leagues. So, yeah, I, I don't mind that pick, I suppose. Drew's going to you know be a hater real quick, so go ahead. No, I mean, it's a, it really is a tough matchup for him this week. And, and some other tough matchups this year, he hasn't shown up great. It's just tough because... You know, we expect him to be 
elite this year. And, I mean, over the past four weeks, 10 points, 17 points in a game, you expect that never to happen with Josh Allen where you drafted him, but it's happening. So, and against this New England's defense, you know, I think he could – it's possible he busts this week. I think as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, because if you look at the the past month and the trend that it's been on, it's been – Two interceptions against Jacksonville, an interception against the Jets, two against Indy, two against the Saints. As long as he's not turning the ball over, I think he'll be fine. But New England strives on taking the ball away. And J.C. Jackson, who's going to be on Stephon Diggs, has been one of the top defensive backs in football since he's joined the league. So uh, I, let, I I don't mind that, I guess. So my first bust this week, I'm going to go with Taylor Heineke. He's projected at 20.06 points this week. Uh, and you know I'm, I I like Heineke. I I think he's I think a little underrated. He's getting a lot of love. I feel like, but um, earlier when I made this projection, he was at twenty point zero six against Vegas. Now he's down to eighteen point six. And while the the Raiders haven't been like super good, you know, defensively, especially in the secondary, I just I I feel like eighteen to twenty is just super high for him, especially when he only put up twelve against a bad. Seattle defense, so I, I don't know if I can trust him to be you know a twenty point guy in any given week, especially when you're traveling from uh, from Washington to Vegas. So you have that that east to west coast trip and that whole thing. So uh, let's go to the the resident hater here, Drew. What's your opinion? I mean, I don't know. There's no consistency in his fantasy points at all. Sometimes he does really well, and sometimes he just craps the bed. It's there's no consistency at all. You you can't predict how well he's going to do. And at this point in the season, if you're in a one QB league, you know you probably aren't in the position where you need to start him. So, and it's not a great matchup this week. So, he he could bust this week. Yeah, it's possible. It's you, you never know with Taylor Heineke. He's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, I mean? No, I agree. I mean, it's like he shows life of, like, he could be really great, and then he shows games where he should be playing in a high school team. Like, I don't know. Like you said, that's pretty high for him. If he was at 15, like, that's more reasonable. Even that's still kind of high, I feel. So, I yeah, I see him busting. He's just too up and down, like Drew said. There'll be one week, you know, let's go back. Week 7, 19 points against Green Bay. Then Denver, 11 points. Then 15 against Tampa, 22, 12. I mean, it's just, like you said, no no consistency. And like Drew said, if it's a 1QB league, you probably have better options on the waiver wire than him. Or you got lucky with drafting a Kirk Cousins who has an easy schedule going forward. We'll see. So let's go to Drew now for his first bust. I mean, so my first bust for this week is going to be Van Jefferson, and I know that's probably pretty interesting because you picked uh, Odell for a boom, and I disagreed. But I don't know. Van Jefferson has been so inconsistent this year; it's ridiculous. He'll do really well and then do bad for, like, two weeks and then do well again. It's just – I just don't think he gets too involved against Jacksonville. Like I said, the same reason for Odell not doing good. They should be doing the short game and the rushing attack, and Ben Jefferson's a deep threat. So I just don't think he puts up enough production to do well this week. Yeah. There's only been one week this year where he's had more than four catches. Or four or more catches. He's had another week of exactly four catches. And even though he put up 20 last week, he did it on three catches for 93 yards. So I forget who we were, ta- we were talking about. Uh, I forget who a couple weeks ago. But it was, you know, he had like 80-some yards and a touchdown. And one of those touchdowns was a 70-yard touchdown pass. So uh, it's one of those situations where you're getting a lot of production on those catches. But there's a limited amount of catches and it feels like the playbook's very limited for Van Jefferson. So I don't, I don't mind that pick Kyle. Yeah. I don't mind that pick either. I mean, I just, unless if he busts off, like he said, like a 70, 60 yard pass for a tutty, 
There's no way. I mean, that's that's pretty high. Like his projection should be around like nine, ten range, honestly. So yeah, I could see it being a bust. All right, let's go back into our second uh, second booms now, Kyle. Uh, we'll start with Drew. Okay, so my second boom of the week is going to be a Mr. Young Alexander Madison. He's projected at eighteen point eight six points, and they're playing the Lions. The Lions are trash. They're going to hopefully get ahead. I, I don't think Dalvin Cook being shaky is going to, you know, waver them too much. And if they get ahead, Alexander Madison is just going to take over because he's a very good running back himself. And I know he's projected really high this week, but if it goes how it should, he's going to pop off this week. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. I'll let you go before me. No, I, I agree. Um, they should be ahead of him. I mean, look what he did in uh, week five against Detroit whenever Cook was out, too. He had 25 rush attempts, 113 yards, seven catches, and 40 yards receiving and a tutty. So he had a 28-piece. I mean, I can see him just replicating the same exact game, just running all over that Lions defense for a good boom this week. I agree. Yeah, uh, everybody's talking about how, you know, Dalvin Cook – it's not even just everybody. It's just I think the t- the Vikings themselves have put this false hope into uh, fantasy players that Dalvin Cook's going to be back this season. He's not going to be back for the fantasy football season. I mean, it's it's a what torn labrum yep. in his shoulder. He's guaranteed out at least. They're saying at least two weeks. Well, at that point, you're in the playoffs, and I don't even think he comes back after two weeks. I think he's out for the better part of a month. And if you're in the championship game, maybe you get lucky and get Dalvin Cook back for then. But at that point, do you trust him with, with Madison? So I think Madison popping off and booming is an, an easy pick. Uh, he he kind of runs like Dalvin Cook does and kind of plays like Cook does. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him, once his contract is up in Minnesota, go somewhere and be that lead RB somewhere or even force Minnesota's hand since Cook is a little injury prone. So. Yeah, and, and Cook has those uh, domestic dispute charges too. So who, yeah, who knows? knows what's going on with that? Even I mean, it was yeah, so originally that might, force, that might force Cook out of there and just put all their trust in Madison, which he's a good. Like you said, he's just kind of like Dalvin Cook. He catches the ball well. So, and we still really don't know what's going on with that. I mean, the original report was. I, I, well, I know one report was he was the victim. Another one says he was the assailant, and he was the one that would hit the the girl and. I mean, I just we really don't know. It's he said he said she said thing, and it's going to be up to the the police there in Mini to figure it out. <clears throat> My next boom, and we talked about him in our start sits uh, segment. I said he's a must start, and that's a Javante Williams for the Denver Broncos, projected at eight point two nine points. We see what he can do when he's get, given a, a big workload, and I'm just confident. You know, Melvin Gordon. Barely got off the field a week ago with that hip injury. Limited to no practice is probably going to be his designation all week. If he plays, it's what kind of confidence do you have in Gordon? I think Javante needs to be your lead back going forward. He should be this week for sure. And I think this guy is such a he is really high upside play. He could be an RB1 this week in terms of matchup because Kansas City is so, so bad defensively. Um, but I think he's, he's easily a, a flex start. So, I like Javante. We'll start with Drew. Yeah, I mean, I I love Javante. He's so explosive. He just shows it every time he gets on the field. It's just tough because they keep putting in Melvin Gordon, but with his lingering injury, he could definitely do well this week. So, I I agree. I hope it happens. I want him to start doing well. They just got to give him the opportunity. Right. Kyle? No, like we said earlier, yeah, he's definitely should be a feature back. He's gonna, he's he's a great he's a great running back. Let's just be honest, the dude's freaking tremendous at breaking tackles and catching the ball even. So yeah, definitely boom. All right, I like it, Kyle. Go ahead with your All second right. boom. Sounds good. So I'm gonna go with uh, Zay Jones, uh, projected at six point eight points with Darren Waller being out of the lineup this week. He kind of slides into that number two. I believe, because they're putting a lot of trust in him. I like it. Uh, they've been getting him a lot of targets. The kid's shown flashes. He doesn't drop the ball much. Um, 
And I just feel like at 6.8 points, it's easy for him to get over 10. Easy double digits this week. This is tough for me. Because I feel like Foster Moreau kind of takes over that Darren Waller role, and we've kind of seen flashes of that before. You still have Hunter Renfro, who... Hunter Renfro is a confusing situation because there's one week, you know, he'll look like he could be a number one wide receiver on any team, and then he goes quiet for a little bit. Same with Brian Edwards. So I personally feel like Foster Moreau gets a little bit of that Darren Waller play calling. So I'm, I don't know if I agree with a boom, but, I mean, it doesn't take much for him to go over that projection and hit a boom. So I, I could see it. Drew? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really tough. Zay Jones has done basically nothing the whole year. He's had his spurts here and there. I, it it's really tough. He's what fourth wide receiver, fifth in the pecking order, with Darren Waller potentially out. He might go up a spot, but I don't know. He hasn't been one of the main targets all year, so it's tough. I don't think I can. I can't wholeheartedly believe he's going to boom. I guess it's possible, but, you know. He's kind of like a gadget guy, too, because they did use him in a couple run plays as well. So, I mean. Yeah, like I said, with the targets dwindling, sure, it's possible, but I'd say it's more of a 70-30 he doesn't boom, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so tough for me. Like Drew said, he could get that. He could easily get that Darren Waller game script, or they could go to Foster Moreau. And I feel like that entire passing game is just super, super inconsistent. Where, like I said, you can have one week you have you have Hunter Renfro pop off like he did last week, and the next he'll put up nine, ten points. It's it's so back and forth in that in that lineup. You you don't know what Vegas offense you're gonna get. But like I said, with his projections being so low, is what, five points you said? Right around there, six points? Six point eight, yeah. So I mean what, eleven, twelve points, it's it's low enough that a few catches and a touchdown, it's it's easy. Mm-hmm. So bust for right. your second bust. Second bust of the week is gonna be and I I don't know why they projected him this high. It's absurd to me, is Taysom Hill. Um he's projected up damn near twenty points. Um and I mean, he really – he's not, like, really a good quarterback. I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's he's a – I don't even know how to explain it. Like, he's just not a quarterback. I'm sorry. Sorry, all you Taysom Hill fans out there. Sorry, Taysom Hill, if you're ever listening to this. But <laughs> you're not a quarterback. I'm sorry. All it's going to take is going to be one pick, one fumble, and then Trevor Simeon's back in the game, I feel. I mean – at 19.48 points, you better be rushing for over 100 yards and get a couple tutties, like, on your feet. So, because I could throw a ball better than you. I'm sorry. Just put your money where your mouth is. I mean, I think we're going to have to, you know, get Taysom Hill on the horn, get a little challenge going. You know, who, who can really throw a ball better, Kyle Gadley <laughs> or, or Taysom Hill? I mean, let's do it. I'm, I'm going to tweet that specific audio segment to him and, and hope we get a response. I'll go with Drew with with his his uh, opinion here. Yeah, I mean, the in points is definitely pretty a pretty tall order, but I don't think he deserves the criticism there. That was kind of nuts. He hasn't had the opportunity this year at all. Sure, that's a tall order. He probably will bust, but yeah, I don't think he's that yeah. bad. I mean, in in week three or week four against the Giants, he had three pass attempts and one was a pick. So, yeah, he only had three pass attempts. That's the that's the problem there. But one was a pick. Like, I okay. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a Jameis Winston story. Like thirty thirty putties and thirty picks. Like, what do you? No, I don't think he's that bad. I do think the Dallas defense has gotten better throughout the season, though. Micah Parsons has really come out of his shell as a rookie here, and I think arguably he's probably your defensive rookie of the year right now. I don't know who else you put up in that argument as of right now. Dan Arnold. But Dan Arnold is a tight end, so good try. Or not Um, Dan Arnold. You know what I mean. 
Aaron Donald, my bad. For defensive rookie of the year, Aaron Donald. I thought you he's said only been in the league for like eight seasons now. But I thought okay. you said defensive player of the year. My bad. Rookie, buddy. Rookie, buddy. All right, all right, cool, cool. You tried. You tried. I did. Um, but yeah, like I said, Dallas defense getting a little better. Nineteen and a half, almost twenty points. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen point game. I, I mean, he might not bust. It might be a 15, 16 point week for him. But at 19 and a half, it seems really, really steep, like you said. So, I agree. I don't I don't think he reaches that projection whatsoever. My second bust, I'm going to stick with a quarterback. I had a quarterback on with my first pick. You just had a quarterback. I'm going to stick at that position. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes projected at 25 points even uh, against Denver this week. This could be a game... Where you know Kansas City potentially gets ahead early, you rely on Ceh and Daryl Williams, or this could be a game where you need to score a bunch. So this this can kind of go either way. I feel, but I feel like a twenty five point projection still, especially after you just put up seven and a half against Dallas two weeks ago. Who, like I said, is better, but they're not great. And that's a game in which Dak Prescott tried to throw the game away with those three interceptions, mind you. And you still only put up seven and a half points. So Denver's defense, I think, is a little bit better, even without Vaughn Miller. So, yeah, 25 seem, seems, just like you said with Hill, a little steep. Kyle? No, I agree. Um, depends how many TikTok videos are involved before the game. But, yeah, 25 seems pretty high for Patrick Mahomes. Um, gosh, I just, I just can't see it. I mean, I drafted him in a couple leagues, and it's just – it's kind of a nuisance him being on your team because it's like you had to start him from where you drafted him, but mm-hmm. it's tough. I'm going to have to say, yeah, I agree with that. All right. Drew, and then hit your bust. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I think definitely bust this week. He's projected so high and he's not done well, and Denver isn't, you know, Denver isn't bad by – any means so it's definitely possible i don't know what's going on with him this year but it's not looking great for him this week all right and then your second bust so my second bust is going to be a young mr Devonte smith he's projected for 15.44 points and they're playing the jets the hurts is just crap in the bed he played terrible last week and i just don't think he's going to be able to get it to them to do well this week. Even if they do get ahead, the, they're going to be running the ball. So I don't. I just don't think it goes well for Devontae Smith this week. Yeah, I mean, Hurts against a not great New York Giants team really struggled. I think he had three interceptions or at least two. Uh, the Jets, they're, they're not much better. So th- if this is a week to get back on track, this is it. But like you said, Hurts has really, really been struggling, and I, I could absolutely see him, Devontae Smith, that is busting. Kyle? Yeah, I agree. I can see Devontae Smith being a big old turd this week. I feel like it's going to be like a Miles Sanders week if he does play. Whatever, whoever is the running back. Miles and Kenneth. I think that's it's their kind of week right now. Yeah, so that's what I, I agree. All right, let's hit with our last round of booms then, uh, starting out with Drew. So my last boom for this week is going to be Kenny Galladay. He's pretty projected at 12.26 points and they're playing the Dolphins. I just think, you know, if they're going to think they're going to stay alive, they're going to have to get it to Kenny this week. They've been dodging it and not doing well without Kenny Galladay and they just have to get him involved. And I think he's projected pretty low this week. So I think he could pull it off. Yeah. The NFC East is certainly up for grabs. My issue is, if Mike Glennon's your quarterback, how much trust do you put into him? Because there is a talk about the neck strain or whatever it is for Daniel Jones. It is a neck injury. I just don't know severity of it. Um, but he does have a neck injury going into this week. So if, if Glennon's your quarterback, I'm a little nervous about that pick. But I don't mind it. Uh, I, I guess I can see it either way. Kyle? I mean, he's kind of at that point range where it's like it's tough to say he's going to boom and where he's going to bust at this point. So... I can see right around projection. I'm not going to exactly agree with it, but I see like 10 to 12 points. That sounds good. All right, fair enough. My last boom is going to be a young Mr. Elijah Mitchell. 
going up against the San or he is on San Francisco, pardon me, against the Seattle defense that has really just been terrible against the run. We saw Antonio Gibson have a big week a week ago. Hell, we saw Elijah Mitchell put up 30 points almost against Minnesota last week. 27 carries, 133 yards, plus five catches for um, 35. So uh, with him getting the workload, I think it's very possible, especially with the fact that Seattle's just so, so bad defensively. Kyle? No, I I agree. Uh, the kid's good. He's very fast. Um, 12 points seems like nothing, especially against that Seattle front. So, yeah, definite boom. Drew? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't see why he wouldn't boom this week, so. Fair enough. Kyle, your last boom. Last boom is going to be Juwan Jennings. Um, I do like the kid. Uh, and with uh, Debo being out, uh, I know it's probably going to be like IU, but, I mean, they do throw Juwan into the slot spot, and I just feel like at seven points, he can easily boom this week, so. Yeah, I don't mind it. He's a big, tall receiver, 6'3", 212. Uh, at least that's what Sleeper has him at. Uh, this is, you know, second year in the league, kind of a sophomore year. And this could be a breakout game for him. I mean, it, it, it screams Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle week, but we've said that before. So yeah. it could be a Jennings week for all we know. I don't mind it, Drew. Uh, I don't know. I think you're losing your mind here trying to grasp at points. That's kind of crazy. I don't see that happening i don't know half of our list all of our listeners probably have no clue who that is well that's why we're here talking about it hater alert i guess but there's there's no way i'm gonna call that a that's not happening all right whatever uh that means we're on to kyle's last bust then all right, my last bust, I'm going to go jared goff uh like steve said before check down goff um he, uh, he hasn't done well all year, obviously, um, and I just feel like it's going to be under 10 points this week. They do play Minnesota, so I don't know. I just don't trust that team at all. They, who, does he, who does he pass to? Hawkinson? That's it. So Yeah, Khalif Raymond has been hit or miss. Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't get the utilization, so why not? Jared Goff hasn't been good, and sitting at a 14-point projection still, you know, a little high, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, the last time they played Minnesota, he only got six points. So, and he's just not—he's just not good. So, it's definitely. I I agree. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. That brings me to my last bust, and I'm gonna go with a Naeem Hines for the Colts. Uh, he's predicted at ten point zero seven points this week against Houston, a game which. You're not going to pass. Naeem Hines is your pass catching back. And even still, JT's been getting catch. You know, he's been catching the ball in the backfield. It, it screams Jonathan Taylor workload. It screams Jonathan Taylor's going to touch the ball 35 times this game, it feels like, whether it's running the ball or, or catching. So 10.7, and he hasn't gone even close to well, – 4.9 against Jacksonville three weeks ago. Um, but it just it just screams that he's not going to be around that mark. We'll start with Drew. Yeah, I mean, the only way I can see him doing well is if they, for some reason, are trying to preserve Jonathan Taylor already for a playoff run. But, you know, they probably aren't going to do that because they've used him so much. So I would agree that he's probably a bust this week. Yeah, I mean, last week in a game against Tampa where they were down a decent bit of the game off and on throughout, uh, he had a total of four targets, three catches, and then one rushing attempt. So this is a game where game script should lead to you being ahead early and JT just running it down your throat, Kyle. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's just, it's not. I mean, he's so inconsistent. The only way I see him going over it is if JT gets hurt, and then, mm-hmm. which I hope he doesn't, but and then he gets full utilization. So let's, I'll go with it. All right. And then, Drew, you have our last bust, right? Yes. My last bust is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Wow, crazy. He picks the hurt guy. That's nuts. They're playing you, might well pick, you might as well pick Christian McCaffrey this week, bud. Come on. Yeah, same thing for sure. I think Tony Pollard's been showing up when he gets a spotlight, and Zeke does have a lingering injury. So I think they're going to lean more towards Tony this week. 
Yeah, they're saying Zeke's full-time participant in practice. But at the same time, full participant, healthy or not, you're going against New Orleans, who's fairly, I mean, maybe not even fairly, they're, I'd say, really, really good defensively in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. So it's going to be tough for, for these guys to get a bunch of points unless you're hitting them out of the backfield, quick screens, and they're breaking stuff off. So I, I don't mind it, although I hope he doesn't because I do have him in a couple leagues. Kyle? Yeah, I, if he's full, if he's a full go and gets his full workload, I don't think he's going to bust. Um, like you said, I have him a couple leagues, so I hope not. But, yeah. All right, with that, it wraps up our, our Boomer Bust segment. With that, do we have any closing thoughts before we wrap the show up? No, just follow us on social media, Twitter, TikTok, uh, wherever you see us on podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just hit us up, hit those questions up. We're out here. Pretty much hit everything I did. Twitter, at BoomerBustFF. TikTok, at BoomerBustFF. Uh, we didn't get one up last week, but Thanksgiving, you know, it was kind of tough with family and traveling and everything. So uh, get those going up. And uh, Drew, any closing thoughts before we head up? I mean, yeah, just... If you feel inclined, interact with us on social media, TikTok comments, Twitter comments. We can take constructive criticism. Let us know what you're thinking on our picks and whatnot. Just we would love some interaction so we can talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, let's get hashtag Drew's a hater trending on Twitter and uh, yeah. get it going. So, but that thanks for listening. Like I said, at BoomerBustFF on TikTok and Twitter. Um, follow us there follow us on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts we're there thanks for listening we'll catch you in week 14 peace